Hey everyone, it is September the 3rd, 2019, and welcome to another Brooklyn Baritone podcast. Welcome back. If this is your first time, well, I welcome you for the first time. Are you valuable? Do you value things around you? Do you know your own value and your own worth? That's what I'm going to talk about today. Of course, I'm always talking about things about uh, growth, individual growth, professional growth, spiritual growth, how to grow things around you, how to make the most of what you have with you, regardless of your situation, even though a lot of times things will suck. But We also have to have proper clarity of proper value so we can have the proper approach and the proper reaction to things around us and people around us. I'm going to start off, of course, with the definition of value, the nouns, of course. The first two. First definition. The regard that something is held to deserve the importance, worth, or usefulness of something. It's kind of wordy there, but that's a good meaning. A person's, is a second definition, a person's principles or standards of behavior, one's judgment of what is important in life. This, that's basically, both of them in a nutshell, what value is, things that are basically important because some people could pay a million dollars for one thing and someone won't even give that one same thing any second of their time. All right, so I'm going to get kind of get into it. I'm going to drag it on. So when you equate value, of course, you think of money. That's how we're raised. It's the kind of system that we're beholden to. Uh, that's how we basically rate people's worth. And I personally feel that is very, very uh, erroneous. It's not the way we should uh, ultimately judge anyone or even give anyone a fair shake of what they're worth or what they deserve. Many hardworking people out there that don't get what they want because there's an imbalance of value. Uh, there's homes that aren't really moving the way it should because people in the household are not placing their family or household with high esteem or high value rather than they probably would go on out with their friends or spending their own time and money on themselves or elsewhere with someone else or even at work. Some people are workaholics or they'd rather, you know, spend more time trying to look good at work, perform, hopefully try to get more money, get that raise, chasing that carrot, than spending time with their kids, with their spouses, with their loved ones around them. Okay. This thing about value, it's very broad. I'm going to see if I can, like, you know, kind of, Laser focus, that broad brush for you. I'm going to go into a couple of statistics, a few statistics, actually. As you know, I like putting down notes. All right. Um, we're going to go into homelessness. That is one crazy indicator of our value, where it is. 552,830 Americans are homeless. In America, um, the source of that is www.endhomelessness.org. That's, that's a lot of people. And uh, I did have a past podcast about where do you lay your head to be grateful of what you have. Because it's around that same number, I believe, uh, that I brought up for statistics and many people. And I'm pretty sure there's many more people 
then those stats actually reflect. That's the people that are actually captured um, by whatever conventional and modern means. And I know there are more than enough people that fall under the radar. So we could go with that, and that's a whole lot. That's half a million people right there, and that's uh, including uh, children too as well. And I'm pretty sure it has to be more than that. 200,000 more, maybe double that easily. Uh, another stat that I have is that uh, 12.3. So that's about roughly uh, 80 million Americans are living in poverty. Sorry, not 80 million. Sorry, 40 million Americans are living in poverty. Meanwhile, a lot of people are working poor. Majority of those people are working or at least trying to have some kind of uh, income. But there's a lot of people who are actually going to work. And the thing that I kind of don't like, I kind of don't like, but really don't like, is when people say, if you're poor, then it's your fault. That is the faulty preparation and the faulty programming that this socioeconomic system has done for us. Figure if things are doing good for you, if you're doing all right, well, then you should be doing good, too. That's not the case. Many people who are earning millions of dollars who don't even do a quarter of the work that an employee in that very same company is doing. And that comp- that person's coming in earlier every day, probably working longer hours, putting a lot more effort to making sure that every nook and ca- cranny and every T is dotted, every I is dotted, and every T is crossed. Meanwhile, the people weren't earning six figures, seven figures, and you feel like, okay, well, they deserve it. Well, many times that's imbalanced. You know, we put the wrong value in things. Our, our methods of seeing value are twisted. It's what causes people to move a certain way because of money, because of wealth, because of status, because of gaining resources. Let me continue. All right. So we just said this about this, about roughly 40 million people living in poverty in America. And half a million recorded homeless people in America. But in 2017, $10.7 trillion were spent on buying things in America. All right? Not even million. Not even billion. $10.7 trillion. So I just went over, you know, homelessness. Half a million recorded. I'm pretty, I know there's for a fact there's more. And then we have uh, 40 million that are in poverty, but we're spending <laughs> more than millions of dollars, trillions of dollars, trillions of dollars that are um, spent on things in America. That is crazy. Now, right there with that balance. There's an imbalance. I should say there's an imbalance of value. You know, uh, a lot of things we have. As you can see, you can see I have things. I'm looking to put them to good use. I don't want to just buy them just to buy them. And there are people in this world, in this country, in this borough that has less than I do. And they're making it happen. They're probably doing more than I am. I, I will admit to that. You know, am I wasting resources? I'm pretty sure the way we're all raised myself included, yeah, there's things that we do waste. And usually when people have a lack of something, you're you're humble and you're grateful for a lot of things that you do have. I'm very grateful for the things that I do have and the ability to be able to 
do this, to produce this, to have a website, to have experiences and to share this with you and to hopefully touch a nerve or spark interest. Those are the, those are the, the, uh, that's the incentive that I have to do all this because I find value in what I have gone through, what I've learned and also sharing with you because I find myself talking with most people. Most people want the same thing. It's all about how we go about doing it. And also depends, yes, you know, where your standards are and uh, what you hold valuable, right? So we're going off of the imbalance, homelessness, poverty, what we spend money on. I didn't specify what we spend money on, but 10.7, we're spending money on things. And there's homeless people and people in poverty. So, you know, yes, there are people who are living beyond their means. It happens, but that's not everybody. And there are people who need the help. They need a fair shake. They need a proper job. They need uh, the proper chance and opportunities to build themselves, right? So everyone that is poor is not a loser, contrary to, to popular belief. That's what people like to discount with other people. If you ever made it or don't look like you have yourself together, then, you know, it's your fault. We are all accountable. We all have to put our best effort every day to help build ourselves, and also build a foundation for ourselves. That doesn't mean that how things are set up is going to be fair. The values are skewed going forward. We have 41% or 79 million Americans that have medical debt. The source from that is common at www.commonwealthfund.org. Oh, the 10.7 trillion thing uh that was www.mentalfloss.com circa 2017 right so 41 percent of americans have medical debt that's a lot man where there are many things that we are afforded that other countries don't have many terrible things that happen in this country every single day on a moral scale on a financial scale and and political scale corporate, wherever you think of, family, terrible things that happen, but there are also fantastic things that we can have to take advantage of in this country here. Many terrible people, many great people, terrible experiences, great experiences, you know, but if we could find a way to have a proper balance and a proper approach for everyone requiring shelter, food, safety to build their family, to build themselves up, we would be way better, but we have to do it a certain way. That's where standards come in. That's a past podcast. Of course, that'll be an ongoing subject. But again, where are our values where we have people? 41% in medical debt. That's a lot. We shouldn't have that. We should have, The system should be set up properly where we wouldn't have to worry about medical debt so much because there's a service now, when we get into the weeds, we look past the surface level now. We have to see why people are in medical debt. Why are so much of us needing medical attention, right? Of course, we have, you know, the accidents. We have certain things that are genetic. We have a lot of things that happen to us that, that aren't, aren't planned. But then a lot of things that we do, we need to have uh, an amount of accountability. And we have to identify what we are doing to put ourselves in these situations, high blood pressure, cancer, diabetes, 
heart disease, kidney failure, liver failure. You know, a lot of things are self-imposed wounds based on lifestyle and our diet. You know, so we have to, again, look individually and communally about our focus on values. What do we value? Do we value how good things taste, how things make us feel, or over long-term health benefits, longevity in our life? Having, make sure our brain is functioning well into our 70s, 80s, father willing, 90s, and, and further. You know, make sure our bodies are in a proper shape and form and everything is functioning properly. Not after years of abuse, then we want to try and get better. Today's the day to do it. Today is the day to do it. No matter what age you are, what are you doing? Today is the day to do an overhaul of your values. Okay. So I'm looking at 41% of Americans. This is just a ballpark figure, not in diseases or injuries or anything like that, or anything that someone was born with, just in general. But a lot of it, things that we do because of our lifestyle. Now, going on to our lifestyle, 90% of Americans don't eat enough fruits and vegetables. And that's almost everybody. Not to say people don't eat fruits and vegetables, don't eat enough. Not just a, a side platter, you know, for your big steak dinner. Or you have mashed potatoes with, you know, a bunch of cheese and milk in it and everything. It's it's the way we eat things. Because we would rather taste and look and flavor over actual health benefits. Okay? 90%. That's a lot. This is coming from www.time.com. This is from 2017. So it's just right there. And we did this. Because we don't eat proper... Our value isn't there in our longevity for health. Even though we do have the everyday medical records and experiences, straight, what do you call scientific uh, uh, um, evidence, we have testimonies of people, testimonies upon testimonies upon testimonies of people who say that as soon as I switched to mainly plant-based, I started cutting out certain things like a lot of meat, dairy, a lot of fats, a lot of other foods that we're not supposed to be dealing with or even food substances, their bodies got better. We are, by eating the wrong things, inhibiting our body's natural abilities and function to heal itself and keep itself maintained. Because our values are, smells good, tastes good. That's what I want. Because, you know, I don't eat meat, I don't eat dairy. Sometimes it's just an adjustment to going certain places because they don't have enough options for me. So a lot of times, you know, I'm usually prepared to deal with it. I'm used to it. You know, a lot of people, they're not because they spend a lot of time in their lives eating a certain way. So I used to eat meat, used to eat dairy, used to eat all types of stuff. So I understand, you know, so if I smell something good, eat that's meat or whatever, it, if it smells good, it smells good. Pizza smells great. Pizza smells beautiful. You know, um, don't really eat French fries like that, but they smell great. You know, smell some chicken. It smells good. You know, so I'm not one of those vegans that's going to bash anyone, but I understand what the value was. And when I did make a transition, certain health 
issues went away almost immediately. So I know from personal experience, from reading up and looking at testimonies, and it, it, the evidence is there. It's just that our values are not there. We have to understand our values are the things that drive where we're going. I'm always talking about personal growth, professional growth. As a person, and every person that has a potential to be a leader, and has a potential leader or an active leader, it's your responsibility to understand the value of everything around you and everyone around you and yourself as well. You got to know your own strengths and your weaknesses so you know what may drag the team down and what will pick the team up. You have to know if this person over here is really great at doing numbers. They're great at doing numbers and you know it because you've recognized that then have that person doing numbers. Okay. If you have someone who's great at being sociable, they know how to make people feel good and comfortable and confident, then by all means have that person dealing with other people, with clients, with higher-ups, with everybody else. You have to realize everyone's value. Everyone is valuable. They'll bring different types of value to the table, though, right? Because you could say... Big turkey is valuable. Some people may not care for it. You know, vegan, they're not going to care for it if they're vegan or vegetarian. But there's value because it's food. So someone else could find value in that. Right? A car is valuable. People pay money, all types of money, thousands of dollars every day for cars. Because it takes them from point A to point B. It has air conditioning. You could lounge. You could do wherever you want. It takes you quicker time than you know walking or whatever whereas someone else they don't care for cars they have a bike or they walk everywhere take public transportation but everything everyone has a value it's just different types you have to recognize that you have to understand where you come into the picture with with recognizing that as well so as you can see this this is the communal effect all these statistics that i ran down the homelessness the poverty, the, the stuff that people spend money on, the kind of debt, an example of debt, medical debt that we have, the way we eat, the way we live. Also, you know, we have to look at two. I have this one last statistic here of people who work in workplaces, corporate America. 80% of Americans are unhappy with their jobs because, again, how we are raised in this system, we don't have the proper values lined up the way they're supposed to. They're kind of there, but they're not, they're not where they're supposed to be. Go to school, get good grades, go to higher education if possible, get good grades, then get a job. We have to realize what we're good at. What's our value? What's the value we're bringing to the table? We have to realize that. Do I like talking? Maybe I want to go into doing voiceover work. Maybe I want to be a motivational speaker. Maybe I want to be a professional speaker. Maybe I want to be a figurehead of some sort. Do I like numbers? Do I like math? Does it come easy to me to calculate things? Maybe I should go be an engineer. Maybe I should be a mathematician. I could probably be a coder to code 
because the basics are, are getting down to math and numbers and the order of numbers. But you have to realize that for yourself, what your value is, not what the rest of the world puts on you because the rest of the world has a skewed manner of what they have for value. Many people are in debt. I didn't even I should have put the debt for, for, for student loans. That's a racket to me. Because many people don't even uh, graduate college and go and work in the field they actually studied for in college, their major. I forgot. I had it in the past podcast. I should have pulled them those stats up. But again, because our value is our views and our value is to graduate, get a good job, and retire after 20, 30 years. The end. While we pay some bills and take vacations in between, have a couple of kids. It's way more than that. Many people to go waste money and don't even follow what's in their heart. They don't even know what's in their heart till after they get out there in the world. They get out there and say, hey, I shouldn't have never went to school to, to do uh, uh, business administration. I hate that. I should have been an artist. Something was picking that out the air. Some people were born to be in business administration, but they said, hey, well, you know, family around me wanted me to be a dentist or a doctor, so that's what I did. And it turns out I I don't like it. I, I don't like dealing with people in that manner, or I don't want to deal with blood, or I don't want to learn anything about the human anatomy in that capacity. You can't just go off of what people deem as a successful, because you will be a blueprint successful, but... Will you be happy? Will you want to wake up and improve on something? Will you want to get up and stay in the field that you're in, that you studied for, that you got your foot in the door with and made a career out of? Do you want to stay there? Would you stay there if you had the chance to move to something else? Are you happy there? Are you putting forth your best effort to help others and increase the value of everyone else around there and that environment and organization. These are questions that you have to ask yourself. These are questions that you need to run through your head every single day. Yeah, there could be people around you that want you to be a valuable member of society, be an asset and not a liability. They would have your best interest in heart, but do they really know you? Because we could be living for other people's expectations. Their level of value can be different from yours. Okay? Some people get railroaded because of that because they never wanted to go into family business. Or they wanted a family business, but no one else wanted to, wanted to share that with them. Or, you know, they figure that, hey, you know, everybody in my family, all certain males went into the military. That may not be for you. You know? Remember, time is very valuable. Time is also very important because even though if you feel that you wasted time, which is a terrible feeling and a terrible experience, at least try your best to figure out what you've learned from that. When I talk about all these things, when as I said before, I have value I want to bring to all these things. You know, um, I believe I don't want to go too much further on because I think I went on long enough with this. But we have to really, really re-engage with ourselves. 
and understand the proper value with fee with these things. Because I talked about divisiveness and distractions in a, in a past podcast. That's because people's values are skewed. Why are we so busy being divided and and staying divided, as opposed to saying everyone wants the same thing, or maybe it's because I don't even realize what those people over there I'm separating myself from, what they can bring to the table. Who am I to take any kind of food or rights or anything away from anyone's mouths or their family's mouths? I could go on for a long time about this, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to drag this on anymore. I just wanted to have a good snapshot and just, I guess, a bit of a discussion in this podcast about value. You know, you have to understand yourself, know yourself, and grow yourself. And the more you grow yourself, the more you will grow people around you naturally. It's going to happen organically. Don't force it, but you have to make sure you put forth your best effort and your best foot every single day to improve yourself, to make sure you're talking properly, to make sure that you're walking properly. And, you know, the whole thing with the whole diet thing, you know, don't be one of those people that need uh, medical attention all the time and you're part of 41% in medical debt. Eat properly. Get out more. You go to the gym or walk around more. Do that. Don't value staying behind your desk more than you do your own life. Don't value eating the wrong things because it tastes good. It's addictive. If these companies have put a lot of these foods out and prepare these foods for us is because they don't want us to be really healthy. They just want us to keep increasing their profits. You have to understand, that's where the company's values are in us. They don't see us as, you know, wanting to be healthy. They'll package something and say it's healthy or they'll make it taste really good to keep you coming back. There's a science behind that. You know, there's some sciences behind certain things that keep you coming back for more. Not so much to have you as a strong individual, because strong individuals make up a strong community. Strong communities make all the right decisions. And they go past the scope and the box of money and profit. Value is not a money and profit. Value is not in money and profit. Value is not in money and profit. It is in life. Life and time. Time and life should be the two paramount things we all hold valuable. Our own and everyone else's. Anyways, that's all I have. See you next week or talk to you next week. you see me next week on YouTube. Please make sure that you visit my website, www.brooklynbaritone.com. Go to my YouTube page, my channel. That's Brooklyn Baritone. Make sure you subscribe. And I'm also always, of course, on Google Play and iTunes. So you can listen to the podcast on my website and Google Play and iTunes. And, of course, the whole thing that, that you're seeing here every week is going to be dropped on my YouTube channel. Check me out on IG, Instagram, and Facebook as well. I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, it's Corey Ashley on LinkedIn. Anyways, everyone, I love you all. Take care. Be blessed. Walk good. Walk good.